Alright everyone, welcome to the bandwagon. Uh, this is for week 9 and 10. Uh, Mike, why don't you say hello? What's going on bandwagoners? This is uh, the infamous Mike. We've got a fun show coming up for you today. And we have special guest, Mr. JP himself. JP, you want to take it away? Absolutely. Thanks, Mike. Thanks, Will. Um, what's up, fuckers? It's good to be on. Um, quick intro about me. I went to a and I'm obsessed with A&M. SEC football, college football, always have been. Uh, and I tailgate hard. And uh, got some spicy takes in college football. I'm ready to drop them. So let's do this. All right. Love it, JP. Um, <laughs> even though he's not from, you know, the worst college football school, we had to have him on. He does have some good football knowledge and some hot takes he's ready to bring to y'all. Uh, you want to just jump right into it, Will? Yeah. So I'm going to preface this episode with this may be the best episode ever. There's so many things to talk about, just in general. Uh, so let's hop into a recap real quick. I'm going to do a quick one. Because there's so many other more important things. Big games. Michigan, Michigan State. Uh, Michigan choked so hard. That's all I really got on that. JP, you got anything you want to add? Yeah, all weekend long at the bars on Friday, I was drunk off my ass and I was screaming, take Sparty, take Sparty. <clears throat> I don't know what it is, but... If my memory serves me correct, correctly and I looked it up correct, I think Michigan State is 10-4 and four against Michigan. Um, and Lil Brother just seems to have its way. And I felt, especially in East Lansing, it was a close game. They were pretty even teams. Michigan State had a little bit of um, luck go their way. You know, they were at home. But I'm not really surprised at the result. I think some people might be, but not me. I expected it. Hey, JP, I'll agree with you. Um... You know, I've been kind of a Michigan advocate all year. I thought this might have been Harbaugh's year to, you know, do his thing, take over the Big Ten. Ohio State's a little light. Maybe he could have – Michigan could have snuck into the playoffs this year with a couple wins, uh, beating the Buckeyes and whatnot. But, as you said, little brother wins. But the record shows little brother is not so little. Ten and four in the last 14 matchups. I mean, is it time to switch? Is Michigan the little brother in this in this uh, series now? Who knows? Um, let's see, I guess next big game would be Auburn Ole Miss. Um, yeah, Ole Miss is probably at its cap. I know GP wanted to talk about this a little bit, but we'll let him go after this. <laughs> but Ole Miss probably is at their cap for this season. Uh, Coral has two bum ankles, I think, now. I think he messed up both of his ankles. Um... They don't have their three core receivers that uh, Kiffin was high on before the season started. And I don't think any of them are playing now. I know Dontario Drummond was playing for a while, but I think he got injured in the last game. So, uh, And they're like the highest penalized team in college football. So, They just got to dr- bring that drip back. They were, they were just swimming in it, and they've, they've lost their way I think they to just, get it back. I think they dripped too hard, and now they're kind of just like melting, but it's fine. Yeah, yeah, oh, I've got plenty of takes on Ole Miss. I think it's a, excuse me, I think it's, I'm glad this happened. Um, First of all, real quick on Auburn, I think that 
Bo, they finally figured out how to play with Bo Nix. I mean, he's a solid player. They just got to have him get out there and make good passes and play normal football. They don't need all this trickery and bullshit, and they'll be fine. If we look at Ole Miss, I think Ole Miss was, was all hyped up. I think you're very right. They're very drippy. And if you watch the way they play, I mean, I heard uh, someone describe Ole Miss play as like basically your little brother on Madden, just going for it all the time, reckless. You know, at, at some point when you, you meet a better team that's better coached, it's just not going to work. Um, so I, I'm, I hope that this ends the hype of Ole Miss. But I still think Corral is one of the better quarterbacks out there. I just think that they were kind of beating up on um, some weaker opponents. Like Tennessee, we all know, is, is, is really not that good. And LSU is obviously having a terrible season. But really, I mean, this team should be, uh, uh, let's see, I think they're two, three and two in conference play. But they should be two and three. I mean, if Sam Pittman in that Arkansas game doesn't go for two, easily, easily, I think uh, they tie the game. And I think Arkansas goes on to win that game. So I think Ole Miss has been hyped up for a long time. And I think Auburn is a little underrated. I think they, much like A&M, have pretty much figured out how to play. And they're going to be a better team from here on out. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Auburn, I like to refer to Bo Nix as the uh, Johnny Manziel wannabe. You know, Absolutely. He, he has he has some tangibles, but he tries to just do way too much with it, and sometimes it burns him. So we'll see if they can hang on to it. Because I believe they're they control their own destiny. Correct? Yeah, they're if the I'm only wrong. SEC team in that division that controls their own destiny. Yeah. Um, I completely disagree. Olmus only goes up. <laughs> there they go. It's Lane Kiffin's the best coach ever. If you don't go for it on fourth. You're just a bitch. So, um, yeah. Uh, I don't think there's any other really big games this, from last week. Is there? Am I wrong? I guess Penn State, Ohio State, but, like, not really. Oh, dude, I, I do want to talk about one fun game. It wasn't a massive game, but it was a fun game to watch. Okay. Uh, uh, SMU, U of H, I don't know if y'all <laughs> y'all saw it. It wasn't a... Oh, I didn't see that. I did. I did. It was a crazy... But... Uh, in the last 30 seconds of the game, there was uh, 10 points scored. Uh, SMU completely dropped the ball and decided to settle for a field goal to tie it up uh, with eight seconds left. Um, they had the ball on the 30 with, I don't know, I believe 35, 40 seconds left, and they decided to uh, play it safe and, and, and just line up the kicker for a 45-yard for kick. And they kick it to the guy who's, I think he has 10, nine or 10 kick returns this year. Or it, correct nine or ten kick returns in his career. Uh, that has to be an error. It was, and he and he returns it with with eight seconds left to to for the uh, walk off touchdown, and in in Houston knocks off SMU, who was actually having a pretty decent season. They were ranked nineteenth. Uh, yeah, that's no good. More than fuck SMU. I'm gonna I'm gonna jump on the fucking bandwagon, and I'm I want to talk real quick about Wisconsin Iowa. Um, I was just sick of. We, I think we all knew when I was ranked, what were they, three or number two? I think we all knew they weren't the number fucking two team in the nation. And uh, it was really pissing me off because they were just there because they were undefeated in the Big Ten. All right, you got to put them there. They got the loss they deserve, and then they get absolutely blown out by Wisconsin 27-7. to seven. And I'm very happy that we can stop fucking talking about Iowa. Is Iowa for real this year? Is Iowa the real deal? Because they're absolutely fucking not, and they're finally showing it. That's that's one other game I just wanted to bring bring up because I think it's important we can finally bury all the talk about Iowa. I was sick of hearing it. 
Yeah. yeah fair enough. That's Iowa. fair. Um, and then, and, you know, three just brushed overs. Georgia defense still just, abs- just absolutely sickening defense. It, there's not a better better team in the nation, and I, I don't see anyone scoring on that team. True. I, I completely agree. I made a bet with Will being a season. It was a bit, um, you know, um, what overestimation of, of <laughs> on their account. I said they wouldn't get 49 points to score them. I mean, that's just way too little. But, <laughs> I mean, I mean, what was I thinking? I lost that bet in, like, four weeks. But, regardless, uh, BYU, um, BYU and Virginia, Virginia decided to – score 120 points just casually at 12 midnight like what the, what the fuck was that just a casual 120 I, I think it just goes to show i mean i i'm a big fan of this for a long time and this is my kind of hot take in college football overall but the reason i think the sec is such a tough conference and one of the better and the best conference in the world i don't think there's a single conference out there there's a single team out there minus sec that knows how to play defense maybe the big 10 as well but I think when you talk about, uh, you know, offense and defense, I think all these college teams just have, you know, they just pump in offensive recruits and they just get into gunfights and they just want to outshoot and outscore everyone. Uh, Big 12 is a great example. Um, and uh, that's exactly what that is. The two teams that know how to score and don't know how to play defense. And, you know, they're going to recruit the same way next year. I guarantee you look at their recruits. They're bringing in higher recruits on the offensive side and they just don't give a shit about their defense. I don't know. Will uh, know. hot take? Let me let me let me are... touch on something real quick, and then we'll go into some shit like this. All right. Uh, I just want to someone pour out a forty for Texas State. They lost forty-five to zero last week. <laughs> someone someone get that old English malt liquor and pour it on the street for me, because that is not okay. <laughs> um. Yeah, so I was going to talk about this. I have it on my notes. The SEC I, is definitely the best conference, like pound for pound. I don't know. This year, the defenses don't look that much better than other conferences. Well, probably overall, but I don't know. I remember, we talked about it a couple of weeks ago. Like, who was it? Like, oh, these are the schools that are just getting like 45 points scored on them and stuff like, stuff that. like that. Yeah, it's fair. The Ole Miss, uh, Ole Miss Arkansas game, 52 51. Right, good point. Yeah, I, yeah don't, I, don't, I don't know I don't if know. this year's the best example for that, but probably usually. Um, the thing I have to say that the SEC does better than any other conference is when I'm watching two SEC schools play. It feels more real, more professional and genuine of a football game because none of them have like terrible branding. Like almost every school in the Big 12 has the worst branding. The only schools in the Big 12 with decent branding are Texas, OU, and maybe TCU. The rest of them, they look like high school teams or or they're trying to do something. It makes no sense. Uh, Same thing. Actually, the Pac-12 looks pretty better on the field. But in the SEC stadiums, they all look... Like, I don't know, traditional is probably not the right word, but they look... They're big. They're bigger than NFL stadiums. Yeah, they just it's just like the feeling you get from watching two SEC teams play, you can't, like, replicate it, especially with, like, the Big 12, the Pac-12, definitely not, or the ACC. The Big 10 probably comes the closest, and that only, that only is for, like, their blue buds, like, like Michigan and Ohio State and Penn State, and then I guess we can throw Michigan State in there. It, it, it comes it closer to the... Um... 
the 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 one kicker the Big Ten has on the SEC is those cold games. I mean, that just get. I mean, there's nothing more fun than watching like a great game in like 15 degree weather. The hard the hard part about the the defense take is that just college football and just football really in general is um um you know trending towards more points more often so it's hard to gauge like oh this defense is getting worse or is just are the are the penalties more favorable towards the offense or the offense is getting better or the defense is getting you know I mean there's you're not gonna you're not gonna ever see a game where it's LSU Bama six to nine uh, uh like like. I, I think I have a prediction. I think if Alabama plays Georgia in the SEC championship, I think it will be. I think it will be like that. I think Georgia's offense is good, not great, and I think their their defense is obviously we all know is stellar. Um, but if you if you look up like for example, one game that caught my eye it was it was last two weeks ago. I think week eight, Wake Forest, the number ten team in the nation. They're number ten right now. They scored seventy points and they played Army. Do you know how many points they let fucking Army score on them? 56. 56. I'm sorry. But if you're the fucking number 10 team in the nation, you, you, you should be giving up 7, 14 points. I mean, I understand maybe they're putting in backups and stuff, but that's still, that's disgusting for the number 10 team in the nation. It's fucking Army. 56 points. It's ridiculous. Hey, JP. Um, we, 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 we tend to respect our troops on this podcast. We're a big Army bandwagon over here. But, um, but, I, I apologize. <laughs> but we, I apologize. I, I agree with you completely. Um, Wake Forest. On another note, while we're talking about it, this we can we can jump into something else after this. Wake Forest. I feel like they're getting kind of shafted right now. The ACC is down bad, and Wake Forest is playing good football, but they're not going to have any notable wins because I mean your Clemson's and your North Carolinas and your Florida States of the past are you know just in the dog pound right now, just getting beat up. You know, trying to make five hundred for the end of the season. So. I feel like Wake Forest is going to get kind of shafted uh, when it comes to uh, the rankings at the end of the season. In my, will you want to you want to kick off Chum Bucket or do you want you want me to? Or uh, I think I'm just going to absolutely demolish this right now. Um, Go for it, King. Uh, so I'm going to Chum Bucket the entire Baylor college football program. Um, I've been waiting for this moment since Big Noon, since Big Noon on Saturday. Um, Baylor, the most cringe college football program on the planet. They have no future. They have no past. Uh. (laughs) The only thing they have is the game they are playing in that exact moment. They have nothing. I don't know what happened to them. It used to be kind of cool. Back when RG3 and Bryce Petty, I think is his name, uh, were there. They had, like, these dark green uniforms with, like, shiny helmets kind of, like, copying Oregon because, you know, everyone tried to copy Oregon when Oregon got those new flashy jerseys. They had, and they were dark green and gold. Now their colors are, like, forest green and yellow. Legitimately the waste management uniforms on the football field. How could you possibly like that? The cringest thing I've ever heard in college football in my entire life was said on, on the air at the Texas-Baylor game this weekend. They were talking about Baylor's offense coordinator. I don't know who it is. Some loser. He calls his offense not, not an RPO offense, not a run-pass option, an RVO op- offense, a really violent offense. Shut the <laughs> fuck up. No way did I hear that on national television. You cannot say those words. 
when you only you scored 31 on a Texas team that is actually terrible. Side note, Texas. Everyone's talking shit about Texas. I don't think because they, they should. They fucking suck. <laughs> Fuck Texas. They are not back. They will never be back, and they are going to get their asses handed to them in the SEC. Sorry, I had to jump on the Texas eight because I'm all about that. But did you hear the Baylor fans chanting SEC, SEC? It's exactly right. They think they can walk into fucking SEC territory. They can't even do well in their own fucking conference. They're screwed. They're fucked. And Sark is an awful coach. I grew up an SC fan, and he's a good offensive coordinator, but when he was a head coach, my God, he is trash. Sarkeesian is so overrated, and so is Texas. I'm sorry, I had to get that in. Yeah, no problem. Uh, JP from the depths of hell, my goodness. Um, I think Texas is going to be fine by the time they get in the SEC. Probably not immediate contenders for anything, but they'll probably be... I think if Texas was in the SEC today... This team, they'd be as good as, like, Mississippi State, which isn't good. But um, uh, the thing I was talking about with Texas and Baylor is Baylor had two wins last season. And all the Baylor fans were like, oh, oh, we have a first-season head coach. Oh, it's it's a big deal. We can can have two wins. Oh, wait, Texas has a first-season head coach. Just because Texas has talent doesn't mean you just instantly are good with a new head coach. Uh, just I just hate Baylor so much. Everyone's gonna be like, "Oh, this is Baylor beating Texas Salt." No, I, I this is deep rooted hate. This is never a seven point loss at at your home as when you have your best team in ten years. Um, salt. Um, well, this is a uh, getting a scholarship and no admission. Salt. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't know about that. Um, also, they they also might have the the cringest tradition of all time. What is the Baylor line? Why do you dress up in trash bag jerseys and sit in the student section and and uh, just I don't know what you do. You run on the field with the players. It's like it's like the thing they do for like the seven year olds. I don't understand. But you're all twenty four. Uh, it makes no sense. You're wearing a bright yellow jersey and rooting for a team that has nothing to root for. Um. Yeah, my brother's high school game had that, and they had all the five-year-olds run out after that. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I thought I'm, I was at a Baylor game for a second. I, I'm pretty sure. I have no idea what this is about. Um, I don't see any objective reason for anyone that does not live in Waco or went to Baylor to ever be a fan of Baylor football. Um, yeah, it's tough. Hey, I hate Baylor too. Personal reasons, but I also hate Baylor. So I'm, I'm, I'm all on the Baylor hate. I'm with you. It's just, it's just total flashy bullshit. Um, exactly right. Like that RG three, and they've kind of just ran with that ever since they had RG three, and they were decent. And then you're 100 percent right with the uniforms. Like I'm sorry, only Oregon can do what Oregon does with uniforms. Like you're not Oregon. Just pick a fucking uniform. Maybe come out with one or two alternates. Don't fucking change it to fucking lime yellow and then disgusting like Notre Dame gold one day and then back to lime green. I'm all for the Baylor slander. I support it 100%. Uh, Yeah, thank you. I got one more Baylor thing. And it's back to the SEC chant. Um, Yes, Texas will be leaving the lowly Big 12 and heading to the SEC. Well, they would get their shit pounded for probably three or four years until they're good again. But... You can have fun in the Big 12 with uh, Cincinnati, uh, UCF, um, 
And I can't even tell you who else the new U of additions. H. U of H. Yeah, like congrats. Have fun in the Big Twelve. We'll go play in the real conference. The actually the uh, probably the only conference that matters anymore because uh, OU is leaving, and OU is probably a top five team every year. Uh, they're a soft one this year, but I think they might actually be real with Caleb Williams. Uh, they were definitely dog shit with Spencer Rattler, but. Fuck Spencer Rattler. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's about it for Baylor. You enjoy the Big 12 for the rest of your life and never winning anything ever and have the one Heisman Trophy from RG3 who probably regrets going to Baylor at this point. All right, hey, hey quick side note. Um, um, Pac-12, Big 12, when UT and, and OU leave, uh, on par with the uh, Chum Bucket SpongeBob theme, which one's Weenie Hut Jr. and which one's Weenie Hut Jr.'s? Or Super Weenie Hut Juniors. Uh, Super Weenie Hut Juniors is the Big 12, and Weenie Hut Juniors is the Pac-12, because sometimes they have really good teams. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll roll into my chum bucket real quick. Uh, my chum bucket is um, the FSU-Clemson game, and uh, the double chum bucket is the, is the FSU betters and Clemson betters. Um, F- Florida State. Getting nine and a half, down by four. Last play of the game, they decided to do the lateral uh, thing, you know, just on a whim, trying to trying to score some bullshit points to win this game. On their own, 25. They end up lateraling it all the way back to their 10. Guy fumbles it, Clemson scoops it up. The amount of the amount of bad beats from that game, the amount of money lost from that game, and the amount of scummy with tickets cashed on Clemson's side, um, the whole thing just deserves a chum bucket. The whole game, the whole play, all the money lost, all the betters, Everything's a chum bucket. It was the most pitiful thing I've ever watched. Feel sorry for anyone on FSU side. And Clemson, if you if you even tout this one bit, uh, this this specifically Clemson betters, if you tout this one bit of lost all respect for you as a person, um, you don't deserve to ever bet again in your life. Thank you. <clears throat> JP, you have a chum bucket, chum or, bucket or, or, uh, or uh, do you want to just roll in the Worst performance. This might be a little con controversial i'm honestly gonna give my chum bucket to michigan um because i'll be honest i think will you mentioned it this year like you were a believer of michigan um and you know what like michigan has not been the michigan of old that we all know no one really fears the blue anymore unless you're some shitty ass school that they pay you know millions of dollars to come up to the big house no one fears the blue but you know you're harbaugh you you've been on the the hot seat for a long time and uh this was a year you came in undefeated and you know what your amazing defense just could not stop michigan state's running back i, I forgot his name but uh he was running all over you and i'm gonna give it a tie between michigan and i'm honestly also gonna say florida right we all thought maybe and i thought definitely that dan mullen's a good coach florida is a team to be feared earlier this year they looked like they did well i mean they have two quarterbacks that are both great um not like they're lacking at that position at all you know i think they lost to bama by two points and they're really the first team that showed alabama was vulnerable this year and then you go out and you just absolutely choke against georgia in a rivalry game neutral site sec down in jacksonville and i'm sorry dan mullins but you, you got to figure out your shit man so i i guess overall chum bucket i'm gonna specifically pick on dan mullins 
and <clears throat> Harbaugh for just completely not living up to what they should have been this year. And we can roll this into shooting the shit. I think that's a perfect uh, segue. Is Michigan State uh, the running back's name? You are it's uh, Kenneth to. Walker it's Kenneth Jr. Walker the third. That's right. That's him. Yeah. This guy is not getting any love for the Heisman, or at least he was. He, he, he is now. He should be. But, he but should be. He should be. He should be number one in my opinion I in think, the Heisman rankings. I hate I that it's a quarterback. I think when we talked about it last time, he was tied with Bijan. At like third or fourth, <clears throat> yeah. Uh, he he should be top. He should be fighting for top two with you know some quarterback they're probably going to give it to, and I think it's bullshit. But you know, without him, he rushes for five touchdowns, and I I think damn near two hundred yards. Without him in that Michigan game, uh, you know they're not sniffing the the positive side of the field, and it's like this guy is literally their entire team, and that is the whole point of this award. I mean, this guy has my vote, my opinion, but. I don't know. What are your opinions on that? I'm, I'm with you. I So just real quick, I looked it up. As of three days ago, the Heisman odds are Bryce Young, still number one, Matt Corral, and then C.J. Stroud with Kenneth Walker coming, coming um, fourth. Now, uh, y'all y- heard my take on Ole Miss. I understand why Matt Corral's up there because I think Matt Corral's the reason Corral's pretty much why Ole Miss is having a little bit of a fairy tale season for them. Um, but other than that, I mean, you're, you're exactly right, Michael. You know, your point is exactly correct, which is without Kenneth Walker III, it, Michigan actually probably blows them out. And they're supposed to have a great defense, and he ran all over them. And I have not heard about him in the media. I've, he, he's not getting the praise he deserves. And, and if I got a vote, which they'd never give my dumbass a vote, I would probably vote for him today. C.J. Stroud, he's good. He's like, but look at the talent around him. He's got the, probably the best receive, one of the best receiving cores in the nation. He's got top 10 defense, and they haven't played you know, a fucking soul yet. Yeah, I think it's like uh, absolutely disgusting the way these odds are looking at right now. I think uh, if anything, it should be Matt Corral number one, then Kenneth Walker by like barely anything, and then everyone else much lower. They're the only two that should be in consideration pretty much is Matt Corral Matt and Corral Kenneth Walker. I agree. I think Matt Corral deserves to be up there too. Um, so I, I agree that I think we all agree on that. Um, I saw that there was a, a photo that we were discussing earlier. Yes, this is this is the greatest crime against college football maybe so ever. This this crime that we're speaking of, Barstool releases a uh, college football tailgating tiers for and um you know, it has all, all 150 teams and they rank them 1 through 6. And we'll just we'll brush over the first one. The top tier it goes Auburn, Iowa State, Ole Miss, Penn State, Tennessee, A&M. And um, I don't know, guys. What What are y'all's opinions on this? We can pipe in and out and where you think some teams should be and where some teams uh, are higher or lower and where we should be adjusting them. Um, so I don't really see an issue with the first year. The only one I wouldn't really know about is Iowa State, but I'm sure, like, it, whatever, whatever. The first year seems fine. Uh, the big issues that I'm seeing in here are uh, UTSA at Tier 3, over LSU, Texas Tech, Kentucky, um, Washington State, I bet, is great. Um, Florida State's definitely better than UTSA. Um, 
And then all the way down in lowly tier six, the last tiers are your beloved Texas State Bobcats. Texas State, if if Eastern Carolina University is in tier two, Texas State needs to be in tier two. There's no shot that it's any bullshit. of the, that's bullshit. It's bullshit, man. You can't tell me that UTSA has a better tailgate than than Texas Tech, Florida State, Kentucky, LSU, Notre Dame, Oregon State, Washington, Washington State. There's no shot on earth. Um, I can confirm one thing: U of H is a tier six tailgate. That is that is confirmed and solidified stamp of approval. That's the only thing I agree on. Um, I can't I imagine can't... Utah and UTSA being in tier three above some of these schools. I just don't see either of them having a fun tailgate. Correct me if I'm wrong. JP, any takes on this? I've just remembered that I know a girl who goes to Iowa State, even though for some reason I always kept saying, hey, I'm going to visit you in Indiana. Uh, but she goes to Iowa State, and I said, how are the tailgates? Like, are they all right? And she goes, they're crazy, especially in the student area. Um, so she's typing. I'll let you know what she says. But it seems like definitely Auburn, Ole Miss, Penn State, in Tennessee, A and M. I know A and M is top tier. I'll, I'll tell you, our tailgates are something else. Um, what really, I, something I noticed, which doesn't surprise me, but makes me sad. If you look at tier six, Miami is all the way down at the bottom, and it just makes me really sad because Miami is one of Miami goes harder than any city I've ever met in my life, and I'm I'm sure the students do too. But that's what happens when you have a a stadium that's so far away from campus and to me that that honestly breaks my heart because could you imagine if for uh, A&M for example I mean I tailgate and I walk over drunk as hell in five minutes of the stadium Gandalfo you've seen how close the tailgates are to the stadium but imagine the damage that a school like Miami could do if it were close that's a great, that's a great point. point I didn't even I think, didn't think about, think them, about playing them playing in, in uh, hard rock uh, hard... but um yeah, I mean this this thing. It, it I, I feel like it's pretty fair, and obviously there's going to be a few outliers in, in all these um, rankings and whatnots that we are going to just go in on. But for the most part, it's fair. Will anything else? I I actually had two more I wanted to talk about. I noticed one is South Carolina. Now I know South Carolina doesn't play right on campus, but I know a girl that goes there, and she has sent me Snapchats from inside the frat tailgates, and. Uh, the only reason I can assume this list they're lower is maybe it has to do a lot with alumni tailgates as well, because I don't know if you remember, I don't think it was a COVID year, so perhaps in 2019, South Carolina played UNC, and when I say there was a brawl, I mean there was a brawl. It was the craziest fight I've ever like seen. It, it was insane. They were all in a field. It was just a swarm of red or uh, whatever crimson whatever they call their maroon knockoff color and blue cock yeah it was just a bunch of cocks and a bunch of sissy blues just just swinging at each other and so i think that deserves to be up and the other one that really surprised me is lsu now every time i talk to someone from lsu they they are happily able to mention that they drink more than any other school and I don't remember where it was. I think the Cotton Bowl, some sort of a bowl game. They shut down like the bars by like midnight because the LSU fans just drank so much. And so unless they're all just absolutely blacking out at home before going to the stadium, I do not understand how a crazy party school and probably the biggest drinking school 
uh, in the world uh, by a mile. And I'll admit that. LSU probably goes way harder than we do. Somehow manages on a tier four in tailgating, especially for an SEC school with a huge football program. That, that just does not click to me. I don't know what y'all think. Like Baylor, really Baylor is on the same level as, S, as, as LSU? Yeah, there, there's absolutely no way that's true. Uh, LSU's tailgates are insane. One thing sticks out when you when you brought up the drinking the most. I did see something that Wisconsin like drinks consumes the most beer like per person or whatever it, out of all like the Division One colleges. In tier three, I can't imagine the school that is known for drinking the most alcohol uh, is a tier three school. I've heard that's a fun time uh, up there in Wisconsin uh, on game day. I don't know. I feel like that might be a little low. Good, good point. I've seen videos from Wisconsin tailgates, and they happen in like uh, the frat houses. And you're right. I mean, it's just it's exactly what you expect. A bunch of big old Midwestern dudes just pounding beers. How's that tier three? That sounds like very different than maybe A and M and Ole Miss, but that sounds just like it should also belong on the top tier list. So, a uh, uh, great point. Yeah. So the, the the biggest crime on this whole thing is still the Texas State in, in dead fucking last. I don't know anyone that has gone to a Texas tailgate, Texas State tailgate, and remembered it. Because we know we're not going to watch the game. We're going to go home and nap right after this. So there's no reason to try to, to go slow down. We're all, it's literally just a pregame, take a nap, game, go to the, the square. The game is the tailgate. The game is the tailgate. Yeah. Nobody cares about the game. We're having fun at the tailgate. Everyone else that's tailgating in the entire nation is tailgating to tailgate the game, to pregame the game. We are tail... The game for us is the tailgate. We are having the most fun at the tailgate. We're doing stuff at the tailgate. That is the main event of the day. The game... If you go into the game, who are you? I've been to yeah, one... No, I went to one game at Texas State in my four years there. Four and a half years there. I went for five minutes of one quarter, went home and went back to bed. Yeah, the pregame is the tailgate. The tailgate's the game. Let's not get it confused. Over time, you go out to the bars. Let's not get it confused, people. Um, Maybe that's what it is. Maybe when they did the survey, all you guys just were blacked out. I went to tailgate last Saturday. I don't remember that. Yeah, that, that's probably that's it. That's gotta be it. Or, or like right. they t- interviewed us while... Actually, no, they probably wouldn't interview us at the tailgate because the cops would probably just arrest us. <laughs> so they got really big on that. Maybe that's what happened is that the, too many people got arrested and they just like uh, downvoted our tailgate. You know what? That, that, that might be exactly right. Um, oh, one more thing about this list. Texas State, actually, there's no reason that UTEP should even be on the list. How are they in Tier 5? They can't be on the list. Nobody goes to UTEP. <laughs> That's pretty fucking funny. I'm not arguing with you on that point right there. Actually, since we're on this topic, it's not on here. I don't remember whether it was a and it was an Ivy League school. I mean, it was an Ivy League school. I don't remember Harvard, Yale, whatever it was. I see Yale is on this list, but uh, think so. But I saw a video and this old ass white dude. I'm a total Harvard old ass nerd, and he he kind of took a shot and he's like, "Oh, up here we drink red wine and enjoy it." Unlike down in the south, like dude, go fuck yourself. Okay, go fuck yourself. Like it's not a tailgate. That's not fucking tailgating. Yeah, absolutely. The only wine I'm wanting to see at a tailgate is coming out of a plastic bag, and someone better be holding it. Amen. Amen.
Amen. There's there's certain things that should happen and wine out of a glass on a tailgate. I'm sorry. That deserves being you should be arrested. Like you, go watch fucking croquet or polo. Do that at, don't do that at college football. Yeah, absolutely. I'm going to enjoy my water bottle of vodka and my 24-pack natty. <laughs> or the uh the what did we have for our Alabama game? Oh yeah, we made margaritas which consisted of a massive cooler eight random handles of vodka, Everclear, tequila, and then one bag of margarita mix. I love it. I love it. Um, Y'all want to jump into these playoff rankings real quick and then we can preview call it a wrap for the boys? Sounds good. Okay, so if you missed it, the College Football Selection Committee rankings of as of November 2nd, 2021 are number one, Georgia, number two, Alabama, number three, Michigan State, number four, Oregon, number five, Ohio State, number six, Cincy, number seven, Michigan, number eight, Oklahoma. I'm not going to go further than that because that's pretty much all that really matters. We can talk about Wake Forest with JP when he wants to talk about that, but these eight teams are the only, well, actually it's seven because Michigan has no chance of getting in, but... Um, these seven teams are the only ones that could possibly get in. Uh, Oregon is going to, I don't know. So one and two, Georgia, no issues. Michigan State, uh, they're going to fuck it up somehow and drop out. Uh, so I would probably slot in Ohio State. If Oklahoma wins out, they have a high chance of beating out Oregon for getting in. Yeah, Um. can, can I, can you... Uh... Refill me on this. Who did Oregon lose to? Because I know they have a loss. Um, Stanford, because I made a shit ton of money on that. I was arguing with our, our mutual friend, Austin, and I told him, Stanford always is going to upset a Pac-12 team every year. They suck, but they'll beat a USC, they'll beat a UCLA, they'll beat an Oregon. I'm pretty sure it's Stanford. You're 100% right, because I was on the other end of that bet. <laughs> it's a bad beat. I try to warn y'all. It was a terrible beat. Um, so I, I really don't see Oregon. I think that's a that's just a, a placeholder right now. Um, I don't see them go, being in the Final Four at all. Um, you know, the first two, obviously, I think I can agree with Georgia and Bama will both be there. Um, they'll probably end up, you know, as much as we hate seeing, seeing each other in the SEC and both being in the playoffs. Michigan State and Ohio State, I feel like it's going to come down to that. And then whoever wins that game is going to probably – you know, get kicked in there at four or something. Um, I'd love to see Cincinnati in there. I, I want this on record. I know this is my bandwagon team. I'd love to see Cincinnati on there. So <clears throat> I I think this is a very interesting selection. I'll, I'll go kind of in the order you went. First thing is Oregon. I agree. I don't think Oregon will be in there. And the reason I think is is the fact that they're in the Pac-12. I think the Pac-12 outside of Oregon and their one good win against an Ohio State team that didn't quite figure it out yet is not just is just not going to be enough to get them in because they're in such a shitty conference. It just won't matter. I mean, they're they're just even if they you know win out and they win the Pac-12 uh, championship, which they probably will, it it's not an impressive record. It, it just isn't an impressive record. Um, uh, now. To, to talk about Cincinnati, because he mentioned Cincinnati real quick, I am split 50-50. I don't want Cincinnati in there for the reason that I hate when we put 
undefeated teams in, in no-name conferences. Yes, they have a win against Notre Dame, we all know. But other than that, I mean, you know, you're playing Tulane. I'm sorry. Uh, it's just not going to make for good television. You know, I think they play Georgia in the playoff. We all know what happens when SEC teams like Auburn or Georgia play you know, a, a team um, like UCF outside the playoff, they don't give a fuck. Half their players are sitting out to go to the bowl. But in the playoff, they will get murdered. Now, I do also want them in, though, um, because I've been a fan of expanding the playoffs for a long time. And thinking about it now, I want whatever would help it would help speed up the process of expanding the playoffs that's what i want to happen in cincinnati whether they need to be in and get absolutely blown out in their bowl game or they need to be put in at five over a one loss or maybe even two loss alabama um i want that which the the, the two i'll talk about wake forest and then i have two quick points i want to talk about so my problem with wake forest is number nine is i look at them at number nine and i'm going to look at all the teams above them and I think Baylor beats them. I don't know about BYU. I think Kentucky beats them. Wisconsin beats them. Um, I was reading this wrong. Um, Notre Dame beats them. Oklahoma State beats them. Auburn beats them. We, A&M beats them. Mississippi beats them. Mississippi State beats them. Um, so I understand that they're kind of you know controlling the ACC. But again, for number nine team in the nation, uh, just the eye test, it seems like there's a lot of teams below them. That'll beat them. And um, just two more points I want to I wanna bring up that really surprised me with the playoff. One is Alabama. And it's not that they're in. I expected them to be in. But I am surprised that the committee put them at number two. And I think the reason the committee is doing that, I think uh, if we have a couple one-loss teams in the top five, six, seven, I think if Alabama loses in a close game to Georgia... The committee will sneak them in at four because we all know that if Alabama barely loses to Georgia, I think everyone in the world is a neutral college football fan. And from a revenue standpoint and a fan standpoint, we all would want that rematch. So I think that's why Alabama has been put at two. Um, and the last thing that shocked me is Oklahoma at eight. Now, I don't like Oklahoma. I think they're a team that just scores and wins and I heard someone describe Oklahoma as a team that could win out or literally lose four, four straight, and it wouldn't really shock anyone. But to me, minus a star player, which I understand, like a Jalen Hurt or the um, Kyler Murray, this is kind of the same Oklahoma team we've seen in the past couple of years where they just somehow beat teams by managing to outscore them last second and come back and crazy, but they're not that good, and you do get the sense that Georgia would whoop them, Alabama will whoop them, but in the past, the CFP committee tends to love this style of Oklahoma team and throw them up super high, and everyone goes, they're frauds, they're frauds, they're frauds, and Mike, when I was sexing you and you asked me, who do you think is the biggest fraud, and I said Oklahoma, the reason I said Oklahoma is because my expectation was the CFP was going to put them in at like two or three, so to see the committee not really respect them and put them down at eight was a, a nice surprise uh but uh i'm still very surprised they did that yeah i agree so ou they have the three best teams in the big 12 left on their schedule and i'm just gonna predict that they're gonna smash baylor and iowa state 
and Oklahoma State will just lose the game because that's Oklahoma State's method is just lose games after they play good for the first half of the season. Uh, so they'll go in. Um, the uh, I honestly I would say that OU is the OU the way it should be at the end of the year is is Georgia, Bama, Ohio State, OU. That's that's what it should be. That's the only way it's good. I mean, uh, you put Cincy versus Ohio State, Bama, or Georgia, they're going to get smashed. Uh, OU might get smashed too, but they're at least in a Power 5 conference. So then you just hey, say they actually suck. But, boys, correct me if I'm wrong here. I believe Georgia and Cincy played in the Sugar Bowl last year, and Cincy controlled that entire game until literally the last 30 seconds, and Georgia won on the field goal. Yeah, but like Georgia of the past isn't this Georgia because if we were talking about Georgia of the past, I wouldn't even put them in the top ten. Yeah, yeah. No, I agree. No, I, I know, but but they have the like it's it's been seen. They have the ability to show up, and they and they didn't lose anyone from last year. Important. They have the ability to play in these big games, and I think they do get kind of smeared because it's like oh they're they're in the AAC. They're playing Tulane this week. It's like. But I think that their quarterback is good. Their running back's good. Their head coach is phenomenal. I may I want to make the case for him to come. We can Brian Kelly, and I want to hire Luke Fickle for Notre Dame. He's that good. I think Cincinnati, if any team's deserving, I know UCS had their you know their their spot on the stage for a, for a hot minute. But I think this might be the most deserving team out of any Power Five conference team ever to deserve a spot, in my opinion. Interesting. Even over that UCF team that uh, that I think they beat Georgia or Ann Auburn, I believe, and then kept it close with LSU over that UFC team from three, four years ago. Yeah, I would say I would. yes. And the, and the reason I'd say yes is because um, that UCF team, that was it, it, even though they were phenomenal and literally they put up 80 points a game, they didn't have a defense. So when they their offense did get slow, uh, it was just the the other team just turned up the burners on them and the, and they were down twenty eight nothing in the blink of an eye and and, you, and it's t I mean no team can catch up that much uh, especially without defense Cincinnati has a good defense has a good secondary and if they do get into a dogfight uh, they can hang around uh, in a in a low scoring game in my opinion yeah so the only thing about a low scoring game is it wouldn't be with ohio state or ou or bama the only low scoring game possible on that list of the teams above them would be michigan state or georgia and i think georgia's defense just smothers sensi um which if they got in they're going to get in at four so they're going to play georgia so that's what we should really be focusing on not them getting in what team at four has any chance versus Georgia? And it's not Sensi. At four, the only teams with a chance. I don't. The thing I have an issue with is Baylor. I mean, not Baylor. Bama and Georgia are going to play in the championship game. If Bama loses, how do you put a two loss team in? I don't know. It would just go. It would. It, 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 the way it would work is if. I mean, it would have to be chaos. But essentially, I think a two-loss Alabama team gets in over, say, a one-loss Michigan State, a one-loss uh, Oklahoma, and maybe a two-loss Ohio State. 
is the way I, I can see it. Maybe Michigan, uh, Michigan can beat Ohio State this year finally. But I, I, uh, the way I look at it is, look, they want if it's a close game, they're gonna want a rematch. I don't think uh, like yeah, you could you could justify maybe it's more fair to put a no loss Cincinnati team in at four over a two loss Alabama. But let's be real, what is gonna draw in more viewership? What is going to draw in more press? And the answer to that is usually going to be a, a Georgia-Alabama, an LSU-Alabama, a Georgia-LSU, or something like that, right? Which is why last year they put Ohio State in over A&M. I think we got screwed. We were the better team, but I think they knew what might bring in the better viewership. And they don't really care if we sit around here on our podcast and call them all jackasses and assholes. They, they care about that, that paycheck and that ad revenue. But, yeah, if you take a deeper dive and look at how this is set up with, with Michigan State, Ohio State, and Michigan all being in the same division of the Big Ten, um, there, there is a chant away where there's not a Big Ten team in this playoff. I agree. Because um, if Michigan State... Because whatever team doesn't go to the Big Ten Championship is not going to get in. I, I'll tell you that right now. No, whatever team of these three, or whichever, the, the other two are not getting in. Because they'll have a loss and they won't have, be playing for a championship. The way it works is if uh, Michigan State loses to Ohio State and Ohio State loses to, I don't know, Wisconsin or whatever in the Big Ten Championship. Ohio State has two losses. Michigan State or Michigan don't even have a, a championship game. I don't think we have a Big Ten team in there. And I think that might be the best opportunity for a, a Cincy and Oklahoma to get in or some something like that. So I think it has to I think you're right, it will have to be chaos like you were talking about. Uh and I think it that drives in the Big Ten specifically is where we see that. Yeah. So I'm just gonna make a just a bold prediction. I'm gonna stick to it for the rest of the season. Uh, Georgia's going to beat Bama in the SEC uh, championship game, and they're not, Bama's not going to go in. So, And then Ohio State wins the Big Ten championship, and they go in. Oregon wins out, and OU wins out, and that's the top four. Is that three or four? I don't even know. Yeah, that's four. It's four. It's cookie cutter, but, cutter, it's, but it's the most, it's the most realistic. I also think that... Um, See, I, I agree with you. I think Georgia beats Alabama, but I don't think Georgia blows them out because I think that Alabama's defense will be able to hold Georgia's offense, and it'll come down to Georgia's defense, turnover, a special team, blocking a punt, something like that. I don't think Georgia's going to just walk in, walk into that game and just basically shit all over Bama. I think it's a very, very close game. Gary Patterson retire or quit coaching TCU. Um, I know a school a couple five hours away from Dallas that would love to have Gary Patterson as their head coach. It's Texas State University in San Marcos, Texas. It's a beautiful town. Town. We have the best <laughs> tailgates. Uh, <laughs> please. We'll make sure to forward this to him. Yes. Everybody listening, make sure you tag him. Tag his social media teams. All right, let's All right. Um, run through yeah, right the big games. Uh, so, or Michael, you just—I'm just gonna—I'm just gonna throw in my over of the week, which is—I forgot. Um, <laughs> Mike, you run through yours, and I'll remember what it is. You had uh, 
Never mind. You can, you can look at it. Um, we got first game that sticks out to me, 11 a.m. slate. Uh, Wake Forest first real sort of test against North Carolina. Um, could get into a shootout, you know, like JP referred to, giving up uh, nearly 60 to Army. Um, North Carolina notorious the last couple of years with Sam Howell for just scoring a shit ton of points. Can Wake Forest hang with them? You know, can they get a couple stops on defense? Um, over 76. I like the over. I still think Wake Forest can get it done. Uh, JP, any opinion? Yeah, I got three games I'll just pick out real quick. I think uh, number one game of the week for me is obviously going to be A&M Auburn. I think like, they're two teams that are headed both in the right direction. Uh, and if Alabama loses uh, to Auburn, which is a possibility that the winner of this team could sneak their way into the SEC Championship, number 13, number 12, sold out Kyle Field. going to be a great game. Um, and the two ones I'd say I'd watch would be Baylor TCU. Uh, I think Baylor's a better team, but they can absolutely choke at TCU. Um, I believe it's at TCU. You know, good rivalry game. Always got to watch that. And the last one I want to talk about is Oregon-Washington. Washington's trash. The Pac-12 is trash, but I think Oregon's overrated. Uh, look for maybe a little upset. Gets loud in Washington, and uh, you never know what can happen in the Pac-12. It's a dog-eat-dog conference over there. Yeah, that brings me to the over the week. Over the week is absolutely Oregon-Washington. I think it's 51. That's going to get smashed. Um, either Oregon does it by themselves, or it's a really close game. Yeah, uh... I guess we can brush up on a few of these while we're here. Um, Liberty Ole Miss, <clears throat> the return of Hugh Freeze. We got a revenge game here. Uh, Hugh Freeze coming in with his dogs. Uh, can they get it done? We don't know. Spreads 10 and a half, or, and the over is 67 and a half. I like the over, and I like the points. Give me Liberty and the over. Yeah. JP, any opinion, or Will? Uh, no, not on that. I'm just going to go back to Baylor-TCU. That's a really good game to watch because TCU is a really, really fun to watch running back. Uh, yeah, they do that five-star, right? Yeah. Evans, he's the best. He's one of the best. Uh, we got a little quickie real quick. T uh, Texas State coming back to San Marcos, Bobcat Stadium. Going to pound up on a ULM, Louisiana Monroe. Cats by 90. Give me the spread. Give me the money line. Give me the over. Texas State rolls. Um, we got Michigan State against the sneakiest season ruiner of them all, Purdue, the Boilermaker. Yes, yes. I love this. I'm confident enough to say, give me Purdue money line. I think Purdue, I think Purdue Ooh, is just going to put a stake through Michigan State's heart and ruin their entire season. JP, I want to hear what you think. I heard the oohs and ahs. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm a, I, I commend you for doing your homework. I must have missed that in my notes, but you are right. If there is one team that loves to be absolute shit but would ruin other team seasons, it is Purdue. We've seen them do it against Penn State. I believe it was Penn State or Iowa. Forgot which one this year. We've seen them do it in the past against Ohio State. Um... So you are absolutely right. If any team can spoil another team season, it is definitely Purdue. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that was that Iowa game. That was when Iowa was ranked like two or something. That's right. It was, yeah, the Iowa number two. Shout out Purdue for that. Thank you, Purdue. We all owe you one. And and Purdue, I mean, the week before that, I want to say, or maybe two weeks before, they almost, before Notre Dame fell to Cincy, I believe, a week after. They almost, they almost you know, 
spoiled Notre Dame season. And uh, if it wasn't Jack Cohn scoring like a last second touchdown, um, we'll roll into Auburn A&M. As, as JP said, it's his game of the week. And I believe it is the game of the week. I mean, you got a top 15 matchup. Nothing else really stands out. Um, Johnny Menzel want to be heading to CSTAT. And I'm giving four and a half over under 49. Um, I love the under. And I love uh, a and money line. Not so sure about the points, though. Points, I think though, it could be a close one. I'm with you. I think A&M, uh, I think money line is the way to go, A&M. I think we win this game. I think it's very, very close. Um, it's going to be a crazy atmosphere, but uh, I, I think four and a half is just a little bit too high. I see A&M kind of winning the way we beat Florida last year and the way we beat Alabama this year. Close game, clutch field goal, couple good defensive stops. I love that take. Uh, we'll just go, we'll brush this one quickly. Notre Dame minus 21 against Navy. Um, you know, we love to respect the troops, but at the end of the day, um, no, Navy fucking sucks. Um, Notre Dame minus 21. <laughs> just put a stamp on it. Lock of the week. I love it. Uh, I'm just going to throw out some some gigantic hot take. Uh, LSU drops the season ruiner on number two Bama at 6 p.m. Fuck them. <laughs> love, love it. Ooh. Ooh. 6 p.m., huh? In Alabama. I don't know. I can't, but you never know. It is the SEC. I will, I will say, though, um, season runner is the hottest of hot takes, um, but the spread is, I feel like that's a lot for a rival, 28 and a half points in this game. LSU's not LSU's bad. Not bad. They're, competent, They're competent, but 20 and, but 20 and a half is too much, is I too much, LSU, I think, plus, LSU points. plus points. I'd take that, I'd agree. I don't think they can pull off the upset, but I definitely think they can. And then, uh, there's a few more on here. Oregon, Washington, Oregon minus seven. Washington is mediocre at best this year. Uh, I feel like seven is is way is, is not enough points at all. Uh, give me Washington or Oregon minus seven points um, on the road in Washington. Um, brush over last one, uh, Michigan against Indiana. Um, does Michigan pull off the uh, notorious collapse? Do they do they fall back to back games this year? Uh, giving twenty points. Um, I don't know. I, I get I get I, I get feelers on both sides. I see Michigan rolling, and I also see them just collapsing in the hardball way. Uh, JP, Will, what do y'all think? I think uh, I think that um, Harbaugh pulls his head out of his ass, comes back. Strong statement. Um, remind me of the line. What was the line? One more time. Twenty twenty points. Uh, I think so. I think they'll cover that. I, I think it'll be close to that. Um, I don't think they're going to absolutely blow them out like 30 or something, but I don't think it's going to be close. I think they'll be right up there. I think that's a perfect line. Uh, I think it's going to be like one of those where they, they win, they could win by like 19 bad beat or some shit like that, or win by three, three touchdowns, 21. So I think that that line is really close, but I don't think there's any upset. Uh, so. Yeah, I agree. Go ahead and give me the under two while you're at it. Just throw it in there. Um, Nothing else really jumped off. Will nothing? Anything? Uh, Battle of the satellites. UTSA, UTEP. I hope both lose. Um, <laughs> San Diego State, Hawaii at 10 p.m. Let's fucking go. Watch Love that when it. you're blacked out. We're on the island time. I'm an island boy. Oh, oh, you guys love taking those late Hawaii games, don't you? It's a fan favorite. Hey, it gets freaky on the island. You better watch out. San Diego yeah. State dropping back to back. Who knows? I don't know. Um, I think it's we'll absolutely it time to head out of here, though. <laughs> Let me wrap this up with my parlay. Like I said, I am not a financial advisor. 
I wouldn't trust you with my money. Don't trust me with yours. But this five-legger, just put the fucking house on it. Let me be honest with you. We have Ohio State minus 14. We got Pitt minus 21. Michigan State, Purdue under 54. Notre Dame minus 21. Oregon minus 7. It's an absolute lock. Uh, It'll get you right. Bet on it. Bet the house. Bet your life. I don't care. Put everything on it. All right. And I think that's going to end it for us. Yep. I, I don't have anything else to say except for uh, I'll sign off by saying thank you boys so much for having me. It's been a blast. Uh, fuck Texas. Horns down. Beat the hell out of Auburn. JP, appreciate the time. Uh, love having a guest on. <laughs> well, we got to do this more often. Yes, sir. All right. We'll head out of here now.